0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Young Satire Podcast. I'm your host, Claire Corwin, and today is my first episode of February. Actually, it's my first solo episode of 2021. This is so exciting. I'm sorry, I guess, for my January hiatus, but let's be honest here. Okay, the reason behind that, don't worry, it's not because I didn't want to talk to you guys. You know I always do. It's just content. Not a lot. Think about one fun thing that happened in January. Exactly. You can't. The only fun week or a fun day really was the day of the inauguration. And, you know, you can all, I did mention that in my episode with Paige. And if you haven't listened to that, you should go check that out. I released two episodes in January with guests, which was fun because I hadn't had a guest on in like a really long time and it's always fun to have a guest on you know get new perspective a bit of a change in pace because I love my solo episodes but you know it's fun for me to talk with others and it's fun for the listeners too like I listen to podcasts a lot and I always like it when there's a guest on but of course I always like solo episodes they're just always a good thing to have so here I am with my first solo episode of the year And just a warm welcome to everybody. But, you know, I feel like once January rolls around, life seems kind of dull or sad or monotonous. Like, all right, start of the new year. Like, the holidays have passed. The holidays are always so fun. That's gone. And so now it's looking forward. I said to someone the other day, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for Groundhog Day. (laughs) And sure enough, the Groundhog I don't, did it see each, I don't know the correct groundhog stuff, but all I know is that there's six more weeks until winter of winter. So six more weeks of winter. Ugh, I actually I like I don't mind winter. If I have six more weeks of a snow day every week, I'm not going to complain really. Um, basically, it, I'm sure you've heard. But this, may, if you're listening to this way past, like, the beginning of February, then you're probably like, oh, I forgot about that. But basically, the past couple of days, New England had and really all around the country, any cold place in the country, really, has been hit with, like, blizzards, basically. And we had about, where I live in Connecticut, about, like, 12 inches of snow. I believe we totaled up to by the end of the night. Um a couple days ago. And so I had two snow days this week, but they were both distant snow days. So like I had school, but only from nine to one. So very short day, very low effort because each class was a half an hour. I I thought it was really fun. I would not absolutely not mind if I had to do that every week for the next six weeks, according to Punxsutawney Phil. Isn't that his name? I'm pretty sure that's the Groundhog's name. But on the other hand, even though January is a sad, monotonous time, or not sad, but a dull time, I'm just re reiterating. Um, it also January went by so quickly. Like, how is it already February? February that's like we're already one twelfth of the way through the year. That's insane. Like one twelfth of the way we're almost, we're, we're basically at 2022. I'm just, mm. and here's how I think of it. February goes by relatively quick. March, oh, so slow. And April goes by, April, May, but goes by so fast, especially because my birthday's at the end of April. So I like, look forward to that all month and then it just like flies by. And April also is like Easter usually, so that's usually a fun time. It's and also in April you're starting to get hints of the warm weather. You're like, "Ah, oh, maybe summer's in reach. Maybe the end of school's starting to become in reach." And then May, you know, May, May's May. May is just a happy time. May, you see potential. And then of course, June, July, August, those months just absolutely fly by but enough of me like breaking down the parts of the year i guess what i'm going at here is this sunday is super bowl sunday um which i guess is uh, well of course the super bowl sunday is huge like 100 i'm pretty sure 100 million people watch the super bowl and that's insane um but also this year i feel like it's not the same but, you know, Super Bowl Sunday is always an exciting time. And basically after that, there's nothing to look forward to. After that, okay, like, Valentine's Day next week? I don't know. St. Patrick's Day in, like, a month and a half? I don't even know at this point. Um, what, like, national, like, whatever day? I am mean, like, Harry Styles' birthday was a couple days ago. I don't even know. Is this what people are looking... Yes, this is what people look forward to now. They look forward to really minuscule holidays that are, like, really niche but you know it's all it's all in good fun but really super bowl sunday is this sunday and that's just it's i don't really know what to think i'm you know i don't even know who watches the football like my dad i don't know like who actually wants to listen to the game i actually i i like sports like i really I can watch baseball. Like, catch me watching the World Series. But no, you will not see. Like, of course, I'll watch the Super Bowl. But for a very good reason, um, the commercials. Of course. Of course. This is why, basically, I'm here. I'm here to just talk about Super Bowl commercials. And I figured I took my intel from the internet to come up with a little Super Bowl commercials preview or more like my opinion on Super Bowl commercials but before I get to that I'm just gonna do some life updates so I have talked on here about my bangs my beloved bangs I love my bangs I've had them since second grade and basically like everybody knows me for having bangs it's my trademark it's my look it's my motif but I am growing them out. I know. I mentioned this before. So hopefully it doesn't come as a surprise. And if you know me, it's I talk about it in a lot of conversations. But right now, let's assess. Um, at my lips. Wow. Like at the t- very top of my lip. So I'm getting there. I really am. I don't know. Right now, I feel like I have floppy Timothy Chalamet hair um because my bangs are always getting in my face but you know bobby pins come in handy but i right now i'm kind of getting the curtain bang but i have really naturally thick hair so it doesn't really look like a curtain bang it kind of just looks like actually on one of the sides it looks like a curtain bang on the other side it's not so much I think once they grow out a little bit more, I think it'll be cute, like, once they reach, like, my, like, my chin. That might be nice, and I might cut some layers, who knows? Um, but, yeah, my bangs, that's just a quick bangs update, because I know you all were just in need of some Claire Corwin bangs update. Alright, enough about my bangs, let's talk SNL. So, SNL... Um, Had its first episode this past weekend. And, you know, it was nice to see it back. I needed some laughter. It's just, it's always a consistent Saturday night event. So, you can rely on it. Watching the YouTube clips the next day, it always satisfies, I feel. But basically, you know, John Krasinski, off of Fans Night um, was the host uh, with musical guest Machine Gun Kelly? It was, it was good. I, I like it. I, it was not bad. Fun fact: Um, there was a scene. This, um, the sketch was called Loser, and the opening scene of that sketch it showed a high school, the front of a high school, and the name of the high school was Daniel Hand High School. And guess what? The town that I'm in, the high school for my town, is Daniel Hand High School. So that's so exciting. Isn't it? Like that's that's cool. I'm pretty sure, don't mark my word on this, but somebody in my town works for SNL, so they recommended that name. I don't know the full story, but it's exciting, I think. That's fun. It's fun. But also there were three new Cast members, and they all did really well. And, you know, it was just an overall good episode. But of course, the one consistent thing in SNL is Weekend Update. And in Weekend Update, probably my favorite thing in the night, was an impression of the Netflix docuseries Pretends It's a City and basically, if you've never heard of this show, you should go and watch it. It's one season. It's on Netflix, and it debuted in early January. But basically, it's Fran Liebowitz, um, a writer and humorist. She's hilarious. She's basically like this old woman living in New York City, and she just like says she just constantly is like saying like really like dry, not dry humor, but it's like really, it's hilarious because she takes things like walking on the subway and makes it so funny. She turns everything really literally. And she's also, she's just, she's great. And her humor, even for a 13 year old, this woman's 75. The I found her hilarious. My parents found her hilarious. I would totally recommend like watching this show with your parents. It's like, it's a really, really good show, and the reviews are amazing. Like, friendly, what she writes, she's traditionally a writer, but she's also so, so funny. And the person who interviewed her was Martin Scorsese, who's a filmmaker. And basically, this sketch, this, this impression on SNL, Bowen Yang played Fran, and Kyle Mooney played Martin. And they were just, it was such a good impression because, so Fran is, like, when you see her talk, she has, like, a very, like, she uses lots of hand gestures. Like, her hand gestures are insane. Like, I've never seen people use those types of hand gestures. Like, people always use typical hand gestures where you're, like, throwing your hand out there a bunch of times. But she, like, throws it out in such a funny way. And... The people at SNL caught that, and it was like a really specific, it was, I thought it was good. Of course, I'm not particularly qualified enough to critique this sketch at all, by all, by any means, but personally, I thought it was really good. Okay, so now I'm going to enter the whole realm of the Super Bowl. I gave you a little teaser earlier, But now I'm entering the realm, crossing the threshold. Okay, let's get into it. So the Super Bowl is this weekend. I stay for the commercials. I do not stay for the game. I stay for the commercials. Personally, like I said earlier, I don't care much about the actual sport of football. I'm sorry to all the people I just defended, but actually I'm not sorry. But okay, so recent there has been some commercial previews, not too too many, but also New York Times tells me that usually um these slots, I think there's around 70 slots, like millions of dollars a piece. The slots for the commercials fill up really quickly, like before the start of I believe before even Thanksgiving, something insane. But this year They didn't, all the slots did not fill up until like a few weeks ago. And I think that just shows, of course, with COVID and everything, money is tight for a lot of those companies that usually spend like $10 million for 30 seconds. So things are a bit different this year. But that brings up my next point. What tone should or do we think the commercials will or should take on for this year? Should it be, like, happy? Should it be sad? Should it be, like, a nostalgia thing of, like, back to when times were normal? Or will COVID be a common theme in commercials? This is a question that we need to ask ourselves. Because I think a lot of commercials will take the COVID route. Like, at the end, it'll be like, stay safe, wear a mask, like, stuff like that. And I'm sure the people will be wearing masks, and a lot of them to like show, like, yeah, we wear masks too. And I'm, I guess, I'm eager to see what happens in the commercials because let's the commercials are the the big event here. Also, let's talk a bit about the halftime show. I have not heard any word on the halftime show. Maybe I'm just out of touch, or maybe nobody really cares that the weekend's performing. I do know that Amanda Gorman is going to be reciting a, a poem of hers, so that'll be very cool. But talking about the halftime show, it's right around the corner and I haven't heard too much about it. But, you know, The Weeknd came out with like that song, Blinding Lights, which was like, I believe it's still top of the charts. No idea why. I mentioned this before. I don't even like that song that much. Um, but you know, that should be interesting. Of course, I'll watch that. That's another event that I, I stay for. Um, but yeah, the commercial. So basically there's a popular commercial preview going out. Um, like, okay. So basically it's for Squarespace and it's Dolly Parton's song nine to five, but instead it's five to nine to show that many people now have side hustles from like five to nine PM. So instead of, like, working 9 to 5, it's working 5 to 9 to, like, keep up with your side hustle. So I think that's kind of fun. Since, okay, I feel like young satire, it's like, um, uh, like an amateur, amateur, amateur side hustle. I I feel like it would qualify, but in the lowest form. (laughs) But, yeah, so I, uh, I watched the preview of this commercial. It looks fine. It looks fine. I mean, no complaints. Also, I feel like all Super Bowl commercials always have, like, a cowboy. Like, no. Like, America, I feel like the people think that the audience of the Super Bowl is, like, people who are like, America, yes. Like, the Super Bowl is, like, a really nationalistic event um, they're, like, seriously, and when they show those commercials of, like, cowboy stuff, uh, like, it's 2021, nobody cares about the cowboy stuff, let's be real here, I mean, I don't know, that's just me, that might just be me, but I saw, okay, I also hear that, um, some popular places this year, like, Chipotle, where a lot of people have been, like, getting takeout from, um, and other places like that have been, like, they're the big of, the big commercials for this year, and that'll be different from, like, the usual, I'm sure, like, I don't know, Geico, don't they usually have a thing? To be honest, or avocados from Mexico, I swear to god, I don't hear about avocados from Mexico until, like the first weekend of February. Or like, until the Super Bowl. I avocados from Mexico, quiet. And then they just come out of their their den. Um but, you know, it's fun. I like the Super Bowl. I think it's a fun event. It's quite the event. Um it's always a good time. It's like a a national party where everybody's watching television everybody's getting exposed to blue light at the same time it's to be honest heartwarming um you know I'm excited I really am I feel like I'm hopeful also like literally right now nothing to look forward to besides the Super Bowl so it's incredibly exciting for me I can't wait to get in my pajamas at 4 p.m. on Sunday, and sit on the couch and watch the Super Bowl. What time is the Super Bowl? Is that, like, 6? Okay, another thought. There should be no school the day after the Super Bowl. Personally, I don't actually stay up to, like, finish the game. But for the people who do, like, that ends late. The Super Bowl ends late. Football is, like, a four-hour game. I don't know how people just, like, sit through that. People choose to buy tickets and sit through football. I'm sorry for all the football slander. I, baseball. Take me to a baseball game. I really like baseball. Or even basketball. But, like, football, it's literally, like, guys throwing each other to the ground. I don't know. It's kind of... ugh. It, football just reeks of misogyny. Uh, hot take, but, like, literally, football's, like, the only sport where there's no women whatsoever. Like, baseball, there's softball. And, of course, women are now getting into baseball. But, like, didn't football just get its first female coach, like, last month? Or, like, this year? Like, I don't know. Football is just very... It's a pastime. I think football... It's a, not only a pastime, but it's past its time. Football can just. The Super Bowl's fun, but the whole thing of football like, guys huddled together, running around, hurting each other. Like, people give each other concussions all the time. I don't know. Um, just no likey, to put it in the simplest words. So I'm going to really shift gears here and talk a little bit about Pinterest. So I have recently become obsessed with Pinterest and Pinterest is really just calming. I go on Pinterest and I can sort photos into boards like it's it's calming. I get bored. I go on my phone and I take a photo of a dress on a person, and I sort it into a place where I want it to be, and that warms my heart. To be honest, like mm, it's really nice. And Pinterest makes you believe that you're going to like be so perfect. Pinterest is perfect, and then it makes you believe you're going to be equally as perfect. So it's Pinterest is kind of motivational because you see. These beautiful outfits, and you're like, I can do that, and I will do that. And so then your brain's like, You got this. You are amazing. And then you get up from your bed, and you're like, Let me go do something. And that's the magical power of Pinterest. And they're like, Hey, don't forget about me. All right. I think I'm going to wrap up today's episode here. But thank you all so much for listening this far. I always appreciate it. But we both know. You know, I know that we can never end an episode without doing term time. So here we go. Today's word is trypophobia. And if you've never heard this word before, it is a noun meaning extreme or irrational aversion to or fear of clusters of small holes or bumps. And I'm really sorry if you're trypophobic. Um, It's probably hard. And you probably are scared of strawberries? Yeah, that would make sense. Um, But thank you all for listening to this podcast episode. Um, You can follow the pod on Instagram at youngsatirepod. And you can follow on Spotify. You can, you know, do whatever you want. You can rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also have a fabulous Friday. So I will see you all next Friday. Thank you and goodbye.